This is Artie Gassemi, and you're listening to the Monday Before Work Leadership Evolve podcast. How you doing? Hope uh, everyone had a great Christmas. I know it falls, uh, falls on a peculiar timeline because we have a whole week uh, before New Year's, and uh, I figure half of you guys are having to work, and then the other half might have uh, the entire week off. But I think regardless, uh, this is just an important time to really reflect on the year. Uh, I know it's pretty cliche, especially heading into the new year, but beyond just setting your quote-unquote New Year's resolutions, you know, in terms of your professional career, um, in terms of your leadership and, and your uh, management, um, whether you have a team or you're managing one person, it's an important time to really look back into the goals that you set out for yourself, for your team, and really uh, be honest with yourself in terms of uh, where you are within those goals, if you reached it, if you didn't get time for it, if things just changed so much that the goal became irrelevant, it's really important to track that down and, and see where you are with those. Second, it's important to look back into your decisions you've made, you know, um, big or small, really begin dissecting the decisions. What I mean by dissecting is uh, see why you made those decisions, what was the immediate outcome, what was the outcome now and you know whether you could have changed something whether you could have approached it differently again i think the hardest part of of reflection that i think many fail to mention is is being honest with yourself um and and you know unfortunately none of us want to go into the new year saying ah shit you know i completely butchered that goal that i set i had you know 12 months and i didn't hit it or i really messed up this decision, you know, six months later, it's just completely has not worked out. Uh, but again, first step is be honest with yourself, but then the dissection should should get you confidence and you should really look at it as something where I this is something that I can improve for next year. This is something that I can adjust. Um, and the best thing about uh, this thing we call life is you're going to get another shot at it. And even things that you might not be able to go back, it's an important life lesson. And you know if you encounter it next time, whether it's a new job or whether it's the same place you're at, you know based on your evaluation period now how you can approach it differently. So again, you know, for those of you that have to work, I would say find the time. This is the only week you'll be able to kind of sit back and really scope um, where you are and 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 uh, how the year unfolded for you. But for this week, I really wanted to talk about that decision-making aspect. Um, I think we're at a time right now where they, with the advancement of cloud technology and data analytics, we're beginning to see functions and calculations based on large data sets you know, be done instantaneously before our eyes. And even for math failures like myself, it's become effortless to really get a, a specific data point or a statistic in, in really anything you want, whether it's sales, whether it's finance, whether it's operations. You really can correlate almost every aspect of the business uh, to a data point. And, and we have the technology to think for that. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's really been great. Um, and you know, growing as a leader myself in almost a decade now, I've really seen that you're able to go deeper and deeper now uh, within the data analytics. And you're really able to get 
some data points that quite frankly you weren't able to um, 10 years ago and as I've seen that happen it's really made me it's, it's really made me think because I think it, it becomes dangerous um, I don't know if that's the right word for it but it, it just seems dangerous with the amount of data that is available that a lot of leaders now kind of uh you know use it to correlate every single movement which you can but they have used it now in a way to say hey this will now make my job easier because i don't have to ponder too much about my decision that i'm going to make and this will initially eliminate that stress and the difficulty of making decisions because the data is just going to point me in the direction and it's just going to be so overwhelming in, in in one direction that, you know, it's just, it makes my life easier. And I get that. Um, but I, I'd say the progression of it has just had massive implication in the overall professional environment. You know, it's basically looked at now, I'd say, is you have the access to make decisions based on detailed data sets. So why wouldn't you use it? And and I really think that's been the perspective um, that everyone looks at it. It's affected me um, on the surface, and, and it makes perfect perfect logical sense. You know, I think the issue arises, and when I say when I was referring to it being dangerous, is when it's used as the only source where you look into. Um, instead of it being one part of your decision making process, where you look at a variety of different things. I'm not by any means claiming, you know, you got to ditch the data here and the logic to make business decisions or any decisions for that matter. Uh, quite the opposite. I, I believe that your business decisions should majority rely on data for all the reasons mentioned above. But I think the difference between using the data as 99% of your source instead of 100% of your source is vastly uh, going to have different results. That extra 1% it's so crucial in my eyes in giving you the full picture that it's usually the X factor in a pivotal decision you're about to make. And I know you think that the data will be, again, heavily favorable in one direction, thus making your fork in the road dilemma disappear. But most of the time, with bigger decisions, you really need to look beyond the spreadsheet. You know, it's, if it's giving someone a big project or you're deciding to let someone go, um, you're not you're not going to find all the answers in your CRM. You're just not evaluating that person's character, uh, seeing how their presence will influence the company culture and environment. You know, if, if you're thinking about letting someone go, um, you know, evaluating the relationships they've built with your other direct reports or other departments or their team when you decide not to give them their project that project to handle. You know, what is that effect going to have on, on your company and those? and your overall environment i know you know when i say that i can just imagine a very business-minded individual very numbers driven telling me that listen you know company culture environment all that stuff is fun and great but i gotta worry about cash flow i gotta worry about hitting making sure i can pay my staff making sure that uh, you know my bottom line and top line are hitting uh the the goals that we had set out initially and Sometimes worrying about the other stuff won't, you know, help fix this. And I get it. I get it. I, I, you know, I've been in business environments. I know that when money gets in the picture and when that pressure and stress is added, 
it all the other stuff kind of takes a back seat because you feel like you don't have the luxury to in to focus on office culture and your environment and the relationships i get it but i think we've all seen so many case studies of so many large organizations that have have basically proven that you focusing on on the relationships and culture and environment i'm just using those just because for some reason it's the only things i can think of when you focus on those things it does pay dividends it, the bottom line and the top line it does take care of itself and don't hear from me go go to your local barnes and noble or open up your amazon take a look at the thousands of books there about uh, from amazon stories of apple and, and microsoft and, and you name it and they keep preaching how these uh, these various aspects of business in, in terms of culture relationships and character there that those are the reasons that these companies have been able to differentiate themselves that's the reason they've been able to really go beyond what other organizations are doing so it's there and and again i i understand that when you have to make some of those decisions it's really hard to ignore those numbers and i'm not saying to ignore them but i'm saying it is worth it to look beyond it it, it really is um you know and and this stuff you know business as a whole leadership as a whole it's not black and white and quite frankly if it was we would have all one leadership book that was written god knows you know 150 years ago and we'd all be using it as a bible because it would be hey it's very simple this is what it is black and white and, and go for it um it's not it's a lot of gray area in it massive uh amounts of gray area in it which all that means is this is not a situation where you now look at every single decision and you say, I, you know, forget the data. I need to make sure how this is going to affect my office culture. And that's it. You know, no, of course not. You're going to you're going to have to make decisions that the data is just so overwhelming where it doesn't matter. Like the office culture and environment is just it doesn't matter in that case because of a specific data point that it just it, that it that it it makes your decision so easy just to base it on that data and i get that right if someone's been tardy for 45 days in a row and you have that data and it shows that this person has arrived late for 45 days in a row and with it's six warnings and they're just not listening okay listen just listen to that data and, and make your decision based off of that right <laughs> you don't need to reinvent the wheel there uh but again you know that's just one uh minuscule example of it but i think um i think if you you know just think for the next decision you're going to make or you know now going into the next year you tell yourself that whatever decision i'm going to make big or small that I, I go by the data i use resources whether it's our crm um you know or any other system that we use but i'm also going to give myself time to look beyond that i'm going to ask myself the questions of how is this going to affect their uh team members how is this going to affect uh, my leadership and my and how they perceive me as a leader? How is this going to affect the culture? Let me go and and dissect a little bit more and talk to uh, my staff a little bit more and figure out, you know, do they like this person? Do they enjoy working with them? And that stuff, as long as you ask them, that's all it takes. Because then you'll you'll really get that full picture. And sometimes the data might say this person's not good, and you might talk to the whole team and you figure out that you know what 
this person is doing more good than bad and, and maybe this is something I can work with them on, right? But again, uh, as you go into this week, especially if you have the time off, you know, take the time to reflect, but really, I would say begin implementing um, this kind of mindset in your decision making. Take advantage of how advanced the analytics of has, has uh, gotten. Definitely take advantage of it and still use it, but ask yourself those questions that you can't find on the spreadsheet. Right, and I, and I think if you do that, um, it, it, it'll actually make it uh, easier for you in that decision you're about to make. All right, cool. Uh, well, again, enjoy your break. If you're working, don't work too hard, take it a little easy. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I really, really appreciate your support. If you want to learn more, please visit leadershipev.com. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at rdg at leadershipev.com. That's A-R-D-I-G at leadershipev.com. Thank you and see you soon. Outside in the